Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to the Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, meaning you're catching us across the country and on the Relevant Radio app, meaning you could be catching us around the world. Wherever you're listening today, welcome. Glad that you've joined us for this hour of spiritual direction. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond today, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, today here on the Inner Life, we're getting to the root of the problem. Theologians through the ages have identified one sin that often serves as the root of all other sins. Do you know what sin I'm talking about? It's the sin of pride. And of course, the virtue that overcomes pride is humility. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today here on The Inner Life, the virtue of humility. So basic and yet so elusive. Well, sounds like we're going to need some help. Let's say hello to our spiritual director today. Father Marcel Tyone is the pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic Church within the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island. Father Tyone, welcome back to the program. Good to have you with us. Great to be here today. Wonderful. Let's start at the very beginning, as they say, and uh, let's start by talking about what is pride. How can you give us some definitions, or how would you define pride? How does the Church define pride, Father? Well, you said at the top of the hour here, and I think it's a great insight, right? It's the, the basics, the roots, the underground. So pride, and St. Thomas Aquinas teaches us, is the mother of all vices, sort of like the overarching sin. I, I think, you know, as a confessor and as a penitent myself, um, I think sometimes we need to talk about this more because pride is something I think we all kind of experience in one way or another throughout our life. It's the great battle is to be Christ-like who had no pride. He came to conquer the pride of Satan and sin, the evil one. So pride is really um, having an egocentric existence where we, we were the center of our life. We decide kind of what's best for us, and it's not Christ-centered. So it is... Uh, you know, it, it's so prevalent, has so many forms, but we so we we think um so I want to be careful to say the word pride, um, you know some the the different meaning of pride. I'm proud of my son and my daughter. Um, even kind of the these woke movements take that word and, and take it to mean something else today. Um, but pride in the traditional spiritual Catholic religious sense, which is something we all should be familiar with, is it, really that that egotistical, that leaning into oneself and not into God. And so it's, again, it's it's probably the most common sin people commit. I think it's also the most common sin. We're not aware we're committing it or we don't have sort of a, a self-knowledge, intellectual knowledge of it. So that's great Great to have a program on it. Too. I think it helps all of us to, to kind of situate it in our own life, our own experience. Now, I suppose, Father, that we could define then humility as kind of the the uh, opposite of that, the other side of pride. But uh, flesh it out a little bit for us. What does humility look like, and, and how does it appear in our lives? And 
we'll get into this, of course, in the show, but of course, we want to be focusing on how can we grow in humility as well. Yeah, and humility is it is the antithesis, the enemy, the opposite of pride, right? So humility is one knows one not is God. One has a deference, a, a humbleness before God and even other people in some ways. Um, and so it's it's you know as, as pride is one of the deadly sins, um, humility it comes from the word hummus, not not the kind you eat in Middle Eastern cuisine, but hummus right. meaning from the earth. So it's really the roots. Um, we think of you know we think of. During Lent, right, we are dust to dust, we shall return, kind of a reminder of our mortality and mortality in baptism, but but even Lent as a whole exercise, trying to be humble, trying to overcome pride. It's an annual retreat we all do. Um, it's something, but I, I think it's something, you know, humility is uh, is really, if you will, acknowledging God as all-powerful and having Christ the center of our life and being humble, like recognizing from our own sinfulness, our own pride, our own brokenness, that we need the grace of God. We need the grace of forgiveness. We need the grace of that experience being loved by God. And that results in humility, usually results kind of living a life as gift, you know, rather than kind of getting stuck only in I want to live a moral life versus the life of gift response, the experience of Christ's love. And then we we really become humble, like the laws of Christ, the church, almost don't, we don't notice them as much because we're so humble, we're kind of uniting ourselves to Christ, we're loving better, and and we're not the center of our world, like uh, our world is our world, it's our experience, we know that, we all have our journeys, and you listen to the program today, only you can serve in the place and the family and the vocation and the job where you are, and only I can do what I can do, no one else can do it, but it takes a humility to know that God has placed us in that place, and he has a purpose that sometimes... We can't even see and understand. So um, humility is a sign of holiness. It's a sign of the presence of God, the acknowledgement of God. And in these, it's called a, like a virtue. So when we do something, we choose the good over and over again. It becomes a virtue in our life. And we want to become humble, want to be made humble by God. And I think one of the ways, we, there's so many ways we can do that. But just um, really being recognized we're not God. And now most people listen to Relevant and say, of course I know I'm not God. But Knowing knowing that as a fact and living that as an experience, as a response to God's love for us, our redemption is a very different thing than just a fact. So, yeah, we all know we're not made by God. I think, again, a Christian, a Catholic would know that, but it's not just knowing it, but a lived understanding experience of that. And I think we've all had moments where we've been humble. That's not the same exact thing, but humbled where we kind of got knocked off our horse and realized we need God. We need other people as well. We can't live in isolation. We, we're made for communion. So that desire for communion, the desire for heaven, the desire to have Christ's will at the center of our life, um, and that's living the baptismal life, that that gives us the grace to be humble. Um, and so it's, it's a... It's a great thing to desire in prayer and in conversation. I think, again, I thank you for choosing this topic today. I think it's a very relevant, no pun intended, a relevant topic for everybody. <laughs> we all need to kind of focus on that as often as we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you as a listener are already thinking of ways that uh, perhaps you've seen the destructive effects of pride, perhaps in your own life or in the lives of your loved ones, and seeing how that has had an effect, a negative effect on your relationships, on your relationship with God primarily, and your relationship with others. And perhaps you have some uh, stories to tell about how humility has come about, whether that be, as you just said, Father Tyone, whether that be being knocked off your horse or if you've been 
working towards, striving for humility as well. If you have stories like that, we would love for you to join the conversation. Our phone number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149 is the number to call. You can also send us an email, innerlife@relevantradio.com. Well, Father, I, as I'm thinking about that, sometimes I guess pride seems to be uh, it seems to be a little deceptive. Uh, it it can creep in to our lives, as it were. And uh, maybe we, let's talk a little bit about that. In what ways does pride kind of creep in? Because, like you said, it's we can know uh, intellectually speaking that yes, I know that I'm not God, and yet that doesn't preclude us from uh, being culpable of pride. I think it creeps in a lot of ways. I mean, many, many people today live a very kind of a busy life, a very stressful life. I'm running from one thing to the next. And people tell me after they retire, they're busier than when they were working. They're like, it's mm-hmm. someone, people always tell me that, oh my gosh, I'm more, I retired, I thought I'd rest and have leisure. And all of a sudden I'm running all around all these things. And I think, I think that busyness, um, when we're sort of going from one thing to the next and not having a more reflective stance can also let pride creep in when we're not looking. Success can certainly bring it about, you know, if someone compliments us and we do have gifts from God, all of us have gifts from God. So no matter what it is, we have a gift from God. We have many gifts, but sort of if we accomplish something great or we build something great or we, whatever it is, we can, we can have a pride and kind of think, oh yeah, I, yeah, I am. I did do a pretty good job. It's great. And that, that might be true, but it's all from God's generosity and gift and usually the help of others that we accomplish anything that we do. So it can creep in there where sometimes we're busy, you know, building a family, building a company, building a, a parish, building um radio show, whatever it is right. we're doing. Yeah. And, and we're so into it. And we, we do that. And then I think if we get too busy, we might not, it creeps in. We're not looking. We might have a, again, a, a gosh, yeah, this is doing great. Wow, this is successful. And then when people compliment us regularly, that's also a great temptation of the enemy to think that, wow, yeah, I really I really did this. And we really say interiorly, maybe not publicly, if it's the right place to say that, all glory be to God. You know, let God have the glory that I was able to do this with his help and the help of others. So that's a, a creep can be, I think, through busyness, lack of a prayer life, lack of a study life, lack of self-reflection. Um, if we don't go to confession, I know good quote unquote Catholics that go to mass every week. They haven't been to confession in 40 years. I think that's a pride creep right there. You can, we, we, we really, that the, the confession drives a stake through the heart of pride and unleashes a fountain of humility. It's the great, uh, reversal, um, a real good confession, an honest confession where no one hides anything, just pours out to Jesus um, and pours out pride and personal sins and anxieties, lack of trust in God. If we pour that out in confession, um, it stops the creep immediately, and the creep becomes um, exposed and and also victorious with humility and love. So, I think creep comes a lot of ways. Again, I just my own reflection for the show. I, I think busyness and success are probably two of the ways it can creep kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, busyness and success. Thank you for that. We are speaking about pride and humility here. If you have a way that pride has had a destructive effect on your own life or a way that you have grown in humility, share it with others and let's uh, encourage one another along this journey of faith together. 888 914 
Father, as I'm as I'm thinking about that, especially in context as we're talking about it today, the feast day of St. Simon Jude, um, and the Office of Readings was the quote from 1 Corinthians where St. Paul tells us that um, what do we have that is not a gift? What do you have that is that you did not receive? And you mentioned that as a as a good way of uh, uh, when we don't recognize that. Well, that's that's a way that pride creeps in. But when we do recognize that, is that a is that a good way of growing? Starting to grow in humility is recognizing all these things as gift. Yeah, and I, th- I think when we pray, right? So especially if we're kind of in a tough spot, maybe a tough spot for a year or two. What do we do? We, we end up we petition to God. We we tell God what our issue is and where it's hard, and we bring that to Him. Sometimes we ask for a, a cure or to alleviate something or change someone or change something in ourselves, and can't seem to. So we're petitioning, petitioning, petitioning. But I think prayers of gratitude reveal. They make us humble because they remind us and reveal to us God's providence and his power in our lives. So I don't know, again, if you're listening today, you know what percentage of your prayers are gratitude and what percentage are petition. You know, try as best I can in my own life and to coach other people, start with gratitude, like make a petition sandwich with the two slices of bread are, are gratitude. You know, thank God I'm alive today. I have my gift of my life. Um, you know, and kind of the, the really particularly holy people, and it's hard to do. Some people are like, thank God for my suffering. When they get to this sort of free point, they unite their sufferings to Christ. It can even actually get gratitude for the suffering because it keeps them close to Christ. And we know St. Paul had that thorn in his side. It kept him humble. The reading today you mentioned is amazing. You know, a part of the household of God are being built up. Like it talks about, you know, being in communion with all the other members of the church and the family. Like we're, we're in a household of God. We're not on our own. That's an amazing reality. Once you're baptized, we're into the household of God. The Trinity dwells in us. You know, when's the last time we thank God for our baptism? You know, thank God for the passion. Thank God for the foundation of our church. Thank God for the Eucharist. Thank God for confession, relevant radio. We can go down the list and all these great things that the Lord gives us. And if we if we do practice gratitude, it, it does diminish pride. And it, it really just it results in a natural response is humility. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, am I blessed and loved? Uh, by God, and that's not a that's not a deceit or a trick. That's the real reality of life. That life is is a gift, and even if we're in a hospital bed or a nursing home, or we experience some loneliness or difficulties, disappointments, and hurts and sorrows, um, the Lord the Lord's close to us. You know, at, at a grave, at a wake, um, kind of going through difficult things in in home life or uh, marriages or other struggles we might have. The Lord, we can still get to gratitude because the Lord sustains us. And he's with us, so I think that's that's the other sort of the the, the waterfall of of humility is is prayers of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I like I like what you're saying there, Father. Especially I, I like the uh, gratitude and, peti- and petition sandwich there. If you surround your petitions with gratitude, I like that idea because actually from our catechism itself, right? It says uh, the question is: This is in paragraph twenty five fifty nine. When we pray, do we speak from the height of our pride and will? or out of the depths of a humble and contrite heart. And uh, so it is possible to to continue to have an active prayer life, but be speaking from a place of self-centeredness. Yeah? Yeah, we can just we can be telling God what we want and what to do all day long. We can be yeah. we can do two holy hours and just tell right. God what we want, what we need. We tell Him what to do and what not to do, versus here's my heart, here's my desire, your will be done, right? So... Like Jesus taught us, the Our Father, He didn't say, you know, my my will be done as it is in heaven, because my will is not done in heaven. I have pride, so it's not. Um, you know, 
forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those like being a forgiving person, experiencing. If we don't experience true forgiveness, so if, if we're prideful, we actually won't allow, allow the Lord to really forgive us in the depths of our heart, and that that is a block to humility. And if we're not a forgiving person to other people in life, and you know, I think everybody has one or two or three or a thousand people, depending on your personality, where you know, do we have a forgiving disposition? I think it's one of the thermometers of pride and humility. So mm-hmm. if we not not always perfect, but it's a great question. Am I a, am I a do I lean in towards forgiveness? Um, in my life, and if I do, it's probably because I've really experienced a true forgiveness for my own sins and humility before God. But if I'm not forgiving and I'm refusing, like I almost have an adamancy against forgiveness um, in my own relationship, especially if it's kind of across the board, um, there may be like a prideful prayer, even if you're a prayerful person. Being prayerful doesn't mean we're humble; it just means we're good yeah. at prayer, making the time. But mm. we want to have that conversion that interior conversion of mind, heart, and will that can only happen really um, when we're really, again, we encounter in our own brokenness and sinfulness the love of God that he has for us. So so I think that's another measure, right? We get the sandwich, the, the gratitude sandwich, petitions in between, and then sometimes maybe no petitions, just all gratitude, spend yeah. time with the Lord in his presence. But, but uh, you know, again, I, I throw that out there on the airwaves today. You, you know, are you, and don't be discouraged if you're not, but... Are you a forgiving type person? Have you experienced forgiveness? Have you been a great forgiver in life? And if we haven't been, that's okay. There's always a new day. But maybe one of the root causes, we're talking about roots today, maybe one of the roots of my lack of forgiveness and patience is, is maybe rooted in my own lack of experience of that, just holding back some parts of myself in prayer and, and gratitude to God. And it could it's a good it's a good question, I think. It's a fair question around this topic. Right. Very good. Our spiritual director today is Father Marcel Tayon, and uh, who actually you worked for CVS before entering the seminary in 1988. Father, um, you're also the chaplain for the Providence chapter of Legatus. So we're grateful here that you're our spiritual director today here on the Inner Life. If you have a way of, uh, if you have a story about how pride has caused destruction in your life or a life of people that you care about, loved ones, or a way in which you have seen yourself or others grow in humility, give us a call, join the conversation. Our number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more discussing discussion about humility right after this. Stay with us. We receive hundreds of your phone calls every day, all thanks to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line. Our sponsor offers flexible life insurance and annuities. Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester today, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond today as we're speaking about humility and combating pride with our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tayon of St. Thomas More Catholic Church within the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, Father, uh, you've talked about two ways of to really examine in our own lives how grateful we are and how forgiving we are as a way of, of saying, uh, you know, how are we doing in this whole scale of pride versus humility? And as you were speaking about that and we were talking about, you, you don't, just because you pray, as you very succinctly and, and adeptly put it, just because we pray doesn't mean that we're humble. Um, I My mind is cast back to last week's uh, gospel 
reading of uh, two people going up to the temple to pray. This is Jesus's parable, right? One was a Pharisee, the other tax collector. And the Pharisee is praying, obviously, from a place of pride, whereas the tax collector, you know, was praying from a place of humility. What kind of an example does that set for us in our own prayer life? Well, Jesus tells a parable. The parable is supposed to hit us in the gut of our soul and our our intellect, our mind. And so it's amazing because back then a Pharisee, we kind of think of Pharisees very negatively, but in first century Judaism, they would have been the holy, like the really professionally holy religious people. They would have seen it having a closeness to God. And the tax collectors were the great betrayers of Judaism, the people they were like legal extortioners of the people of God. So even the parable, he chooses the two opposites. So the one that's religious and thought to be holy and great, kind of, you know, is the one who's has that self-centered prayer. He's praying in pride, not from humility. And it's clear he's he's thanking God. He's actually, and it says one of the best lines in the whole thing is he's he prays to himself. He's actually talking to himself, not to God. Which if you really you have to pay close attention. Right. But he's yeah. like thinking to himself. He's like, and he's he's self-reflecting on his own self. Even his prayer, he's self-reflecting. He's not talking to God. So that's number one. And number two. He's grateful he's not like a mess, like, oh, that tax collector taking advantage of all these godly people. I'm not like that. I'm godly. And really find the quintessential stereotypes of prideful prayer and humble prayer. And here's the guy who everyone thinks is a cheat and a steal, and he, he was. But And this week we're going to have it again with Zacchaeus in the gospel. Like, really, we're going to see Zacchaeus be, be humbled and then have a conversion from his encounter with Jesus. And this weekend is not a parable. Actually, it's a real story of something that happened. But why does Jesus tell a parable? A parable can speak to every man or woman that hears it. And I think a parable, why do we repeat the readings every couple of years? We can all stand to a parable, depending where we are in our life, speaks to us differently every single time. So, you know, sometimes I think we, we go to that one thing in the parable we hear, but you know, we need to be open to different angles on it, different ways that the Lord can teach us. But it's definitely a, a, a huge call to humility. And we talk about this is this is how to pray, right? Jesus is actually saying the interior disposition of the person is more important than the external place in the in the temple in the synagogue. So, you know, the Pharisee would have been kind of right up close in the inner courtyard. We called it, and the tax collector would have been in the outer courtyard, way at the door with his head down. And here's Jesus exalting that that place. He wouldn't even look up at God. The other guy's talking to himself, thinking he's all sexy, so religious, you know. So yeah. I think for even for us, for practicing Catholics, I think it's a, it's a parable for us. And I mean that lovingly, not judgmentally. But we who are deeply religious and always around the sacraments and around sacred things, um, we need to be extra careful around pride and humility. We should be maybe on extra guard because we're sort of, Certainly, as a priest or people in like professional ministries in the church, where we're ministering 24 hours a day, you know, I think we need to really be careful to make sure that we stay humble interiorly um, and that everything we accomplish from God. So, so great you brought up that that gospel. A great great lesson for us. Well, and maybe part of the reason I did it, to be honest, Father, is that uh, it hit me between the eyes this time around, because as I was uh, drawn, at least initially, and here, oh yeah, here's the familiar story again, and you know, I'm. I, I, I want to be like the tax collector, and I think in many ways I am probably, and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, it's just one of those I could just sense the Lord saying, oh, really? And then he started pointing out to me, like, it's something that uh, occurs 
frequently uh, for me when I go to mass, for instance, you know, I'm I'm uh, looking around. I'm looking at all the 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 ways that people, you know, this person they're not they're not saying the responses. This person isn't singing the hymns. This person isn't bowing during the creed. This person, you know, is maybe chewing gum, and and it's just like all these things of like, wow, I'm so you know, it's I'm I'm so glad I'm not like them. <laughs> yeah, no. It's no, just exactly. a page right out of the like Pharisees' someone, book. Yeah, someone's got tattoos and a T-shirt. How you know? Yeah. I'm not like that. You know? Right. Yeah. That, it's exactly right. We 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 do that today. I think we do oh, that, man. and you know why? You know, and sometimes people have mental health issues, or they're at church right. and they thank God they're there. You know, I mean, you asked callers for a story about pride, where you got kind of corrected, and I have a great story. It's not long, but it's very moving to me, and I hadn't Please, thought of it. Yeah in years till today, but I studied in Rome and I used to walk back and forth like an hour each way to class from the American College uh, down to the Dominican place. And every morning, right, if you've ever been to Rome, the big birthday cake monuments, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, looks like a big white, like a like a Washington, D.C. monument and the Unknown Soldiers in there. But right next to that, where Mussolini gave his famous speech, there's actually an adoration chapel. So the Lord is out under glass, um, at least it was then, every day. And about it was about two thirds of my walk, so I would walk down there. And just before that place, there were a lot of gypsies, like these were, you know, gypsy people in yeah. Rome, very frowned upon, rejected. And this one woman, she had two babies with her, and she, uh, she kind of begged me for money. So I gave her like lira back then, like I don't know, a few hundred euro, which is not much at all. And I gave it to her. And I was reluctant at first. I gave it to her. And then, gosh, did I feel good about myself because I gave mm. her that money. I felt like, oh, I'm so holy. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I remember going on my way. And then I go to that adoration chapel, and I'm, I'm sitting in the back, the very back in the corner, um, for just a few seconds I did in the morning as much as I could. And who comes walking in that chapel? The gypsy mother with her two kids. She takes the little coin I gave her, and she goes up to the front, she oh lights goodness. a candle and raises her children up in front of Our Lady oh. with that little money I gave her. And I felt like the Pharisee. I don't know oh. why. Not that I was doing anything bad, but I thought well of myself. And and here I, you know, I took this little coin. And here's this mother. She She's like, you know, rejected by everyone, looked down upon. And I, I gave her this little coin. And to, and she never saw me. Like, I, I was just in the back of the chapel in the dark. And I'll never forget that. I felt like I was humble, like the carpet was taken out in the most positive way. That here I was, you know, seminarian. And I gave her I gave her whatever I gave her. But she, she took that to give glory and honor to God. She presented her kids to Our Lady. And it was in this very dark church. I, I'll never forget. It was such a soothing image for me. But also, I think I, you know, it's like, the widow's might, you know, like I yeah, felt like she right. had the widow's might and I wrote the yeah. big check. <laughs> like I, just, <laughs> I just felt like, oh, I wrote a check for this thing and I'm doing great. I gave a lot here. It's like, for me, that was like writing a check or something. And, uh, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. I hadn't encountered, I should have, I didn't ask her name. And you start thinking after like, gosh, this woman took that little coin and, um, uh, and gave it to God. Um, mm. So I was just, it's a great story about pride and humility. Again, not, not all pride in my action, but definitely not motivated by humility entirely. Yeah. Here she was, you know, it was just a great experience. I never forget. Yeah. And I thanks, thanks for this conversation. I hadn't thought about that in probably 10 years. So it's a great, <laughs> uh, a great, great memory. I need to remind myself of that too, that we all have those moments, right? And think today, if you listen to the program, when, when did you get humbled? When did you kind of even, maybe you didn't tell anybody, 
you kind of needed that. God sort of, again, God never trips us or hurts us or makes us fall, but he uses places where we're not loving enough yet or not free enough to humble us so that we can be humble and be like Christ. And that's that that's the glory of it all. And again, in right. worship, this, this Pharisee tax collector, how we worship is where we're humble. So it's not what we do, but it's where we're doing it from. We can we can be in soup kitchens all day and do it so that people think well of us and we feel good about ourselves. That's pride versus, you know, realizing we're there by the glory of God. It's his glory. We're, we're lower than the people we're serving. In a sense, we need to be humble to them. Like, just because we have a nice house and some nice clothes go back to your comments about the church like you can't ever tell what's inside a, we, can't, we actually can't tell who's really humble only god can we see actions and we we really don't know actually which is kind of mysterious but mm-hmm. but the good news is god doesn't expose us when we're not he doesn't tell the whole world we're not i mean some people might see our problems but i think the lord's also that the secretiveness is part of his kindness his love and his patience with us so that you know, we can again. We we need to always remember that we're not God, and and that we don't know everything about what we see. Other people, the externals and actions, words or lack of actions, words don't really determine the humility of a person. Matter of fact, we have to be careful because we can fall into pride very quickly, particularly around religious things and worship. That's right. a place to be extra, extra careful. Yeah, right. You are our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tyone, and and uh, great story, Father. Thank you for sharing that with us. If you do have a story, as Father encouraged you, if you have a story like that of maybe sometime where you have been humbled, maybe it's sometime recently like mine, and or maybe it's sometime that is stuck in your mind from years and decades ago. Give us a call and tell us. We'd love to hear it and uh, be encouraged and inspired by your story as well. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Well, Father, um, this is this is really enriching conversation, and it's helpful for me as I'm uh, continuing on. And there's there is something about that that um, I, I appreciated in your story. One of the things that is is there is that as 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 cutting or as hurt as hurting as it may be to be pointed out with places of pride, but you also found it a soothing time. It was also something that, but you know that this is the Lord working with you, you know, because He loves you. Um, so there is sort of a there is a there's a gift that is given even in this in these humbling times, is there not? No, exactly. And the Lord, yeah. So again, it's it's not perfect pride, perfect humility. It's kind of a kind of a mix at times. But the Lord's we have to remember the nature. Christ has revealed God to be His nature is to love and to show mercy. So He's always pouring out, always trying to share that and reveal that to us. But in order to receive it, we have to be humble. Right. So sometimes the Lord will allow things to happen. Will just kind of jilt us, you know, and. Uh, and that's it's okay to be kind of stopped in our tracks sometimes, and uh, and sometimes I think you see, you know, what I love is one of the other things. Never mind our own stories, but seeing other people practice humility, you know, real yeah. humility that no one can see. Right. Sometimes that happens. You know, I, I see it sometimes. You know, patients in a hospital or nursing home they minister to the CNA. Sometimes the janitor, the cleaning person does more for the person in the bed in one way, spiritually or emotionally than the nurse or the doctor that's in a rush. And you see like sort of the the humble, holy person just encouraging the person and doing this ministry that no one sees. Sometimes they don't, they wouldn't see me seeing them do that. And I always find those kind of things, like someone just ministering to someone from a position 
you know, of, of humility. And I think we've all seen that. I encourage you, if you're listening today, to think of times you've seen other people do humble things that they didn't even know you were watching. And that's that Jesus allows us to see that because that he rejoices in that too. And I think sometimes we, we also, sometimes we get thrown off our horse or humbled in pr- from our pride. But other times Jesus puts in our path people that are just living this humility in a way that we want to. And we see that. So those yeah. that as well, when someone puts themselves before someone else for themselves, we've all seen that happen. And sometimes it's very moving, and I don't know. It's, it can be very inspiring and also challenging, but mostly inspiring. So yeah, and, and God's never gonna. He's never gonna. Again, he won't ever trip us or anything. That's not how God works. You have to be careful. You hear people say, "Oh, God's punishing me," and this and that. And it's really, you know, we need to let. Jesus be Jesus, you know, not redefine his nature for ourselves. Yes. And uh, we might feel we need to be punished, but be allowing him to forgive us brings about humility rather than we hide like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. That's not what God wants. He mm-hmm. He wants us to come out and stand at the cross and, and be in the light and not, not be ashamed or embarrassed, but just let, give him everything and, and then humility comes, you know. Right. Right, exactly. Well, again, if you'd like to join the conversation, 888 tell us your story about how you have grown in humility, whether that's uh, being knocked off your horse or not. And uh, I think we'll uh, we'll do, go to the phones now, Father. We've got uh, Josephine, who's calling in from Modesto, California. Josephine, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Um, thanks for taking questions. I was just wondering... Um, I go to daily mass, and you know I'm retired. I'm an old lady already. I love going to the very front of the church for mass. And I was wondering, a lot of people sit in the very back, like they want to be the tax collectors almost. And is that a sign of pride? When I come in, and everyone's sitting at the back of the church. No one's in the front of the church. And I go up to the very front, and and I I'm hoping everyone doesn't think I'm a Pharisee. But is that a sign of pride? No, it's a great question. So, so great question, especially in light of last week's gospel, right? So, the parable, of course, the automatic goes place. Oh my gosh, the humble people, people in the back, right now, in some Catholic churches and other churches as well. Um, you know, sitting up front, you're closer to the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, I, my guess is you want to be closer to Jesus, and secondly, you want less distraction. So, the closer we are to the sanctuary, the less distractions there are because people are distractions. At least for me, maybe people have this contemplative experience they can they can handle that but uh i was never one who sat in the back as a lay person i i was like a third the way down i i tried to not be in the front row but i had to be towards the front same thing in the classroom i know myself and i do better up front so it doesn't again it doesn't matter where our location is all that matters is the interior disposition so again if other people in the church just being think you're a Pharisee by sitting up there, they're committing the sin of pride. That would sort of be their sin. And uh, and I, I wouldn't worry what people think. I think the only one that matters is Christ. And if you go out front to be close to him and to have less distractions, then that's part of being humble and uh, not being prideful. So our, our position in the church doesn't determine pride or humility. And it's that interior disposition, but it's an excellent Excellent question. So I think you you called in with perfect question and uh, observation. Your voice, you don't sound too old. You said you're an old lady. You sound sound kind of young and vibrant to me in your voice. So I, I think uh, there's a great spirit in you, and, and it's a great question. Mm, yeah, thank you for that, Josephine. It's, it is, and it's something to to contemplate for all of us. Let's go from Josephine to Matthew, who's calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Matthew, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I just uh, wanted to, to talk about um, how it's something I've noticed lately that um, 
So like woundedness, um, distractions, or coping mechanisms kind of actually feed pride. Um, I've been thinking a lot about when we go to confession, like having the attitude of like, I've gotten myself so deep that there's only one person who can save me, and it's Jesus Christ. Um, or with uh, distractions um, and coping mechanisms, you know, we tend to turn to those things when we need to actually be doing battle with our pride. And by choosing those things rather than the battle, we kind of feed the fire for our pride because we, we don't acknowledge it. We just kind of let it keep going. Um, and I think that creates like a, it almost like a veil over our eyes when we do that. So I just had a recent powerful experience when I let go of all those coping mechanisms on a retreat and I just had a, a great encounter with God and I just saw that veil being lifted. So I just wanted to share that. Uh, thanks for calling in Matthew. You have a great name, of course, one of the gospel writers, but, uh, but that, that's a beautiful witness. And I think you're right. We were talking about before, like a, a really good confession or a really a vulnerable prayer experience where we don't hide our struggles from God, whatever they are. And that's, you're right, because we tend not to. We tend to be. Dist- we want to keep ourselves distracted. We want to keep ourselves going to old ways of coping. And you, you said all the right things. That uh, it sounds like you had you had a special grace. And I noticed you said you went on retreat. So, you know, I think setting aside setting time aside to really be on retreat. We don't have to go to a retreat house. It's preferred. We can be on retreat in our house or go to a religious place for a day or a shrine or go to a different church or adoration chapel to pray to just really set a time a set time aside to be vulnerable. So I think that's your other witness from your call, Joseph. You you remind us that sometimes we need we need to get out of our routine in prayer to go let the Lord be with us and, and have that kind of graceful experience you just had. So thanks for thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining the conversation, Matthew. Appreciate the call, and uh, yeah, appreciate your your thoughts and advice as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, our number here at the Inner Life triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. As we speak about pride and humility with our spiritual director, Father Marcel Tyone. Let's go now to David, who's calling in from Far, Texas. Is that how you say it? Say it, David. Far. Yes, sir. Yeah, from Far, Texas. Um, just real quick uh, to share the story. Uh, I had hit rock bottom. I had been working since seventh grade, always had a job. I lost my job and I was completely lost. Then um, I started, thank God that my parents instilled in me the roots and started going back to church. And it seemed that every homily that the priest was talking about seemed to be about my struggles. And I say that wasn't a coincidence. That was the Holy Spirit working. And I never asked God for a job. I just asked them to guide me. And things just worked out ever since then and has continued to because just asking for guidance. And it's just a blessing that has happened to me because of being humbled in that sense of losing that job that I could always say I can always provide for myself. No, it was God always providing for me. Hmm. Hmm. And when did that happen? Many years ago? No, a matter of fact, it's it's less than mm, ten years. So I, I don't want to say many years, but it was probably around ten years ago that all of that started happening. And so right. it's uh, yes, it, it is. It's such a blessing because uh, when you think you can do things on your own, you forget, and that lesson will allow me never to forget. And so I'm trying to instill that in my children now. So with adoration, penance, all those 
to continue to end up going so I can instill in them just in case they wander off. They have the roots to come back to, and hopefully they won't wander off like I did. Well, they have a great dad who loves the Lord, and I you can even hear the joy in your voice. You can hear your, you know, I think the Lord gave you kind of a, a new disposition, a new a new center. You know, he's the center now. and and uh, But thank God, right, again, all your sufferings, all this, this way at the bottom experience you had, when, once you get let the Lord in, and you'll always have a great, com- we have a compassion for people that are in places where we've been when it's been difficult, and God got us out, got us through, changed us. So, But I, I think the foundation, you bring up a good point, right, kind of giving your kids the foundation, um, and grandkids as well today, working on that too with generational Catholics, um, but I, I think, you know, sacramental witness and the joy. And so we we'll pray for your kids today too, that they stay on the path and, and don't have to go through all that to know, to know the Lord's closeness as, as they do from you today. So thanks for the call. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. And thank you for the story. Thank, if you have a story that you'd like to share about pride, humility, its effects in your life, whether negative with pride or positive with humility, call us at 888-914-9149. We're going to be back uh, after this short break, so stick around. Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley. Pleased to be sitting in for Josh Raymond today. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Engeser, who's screening your phone calls. Thank you for their service as well. And our spiritual director today is Father Marcel Tyone, um, who is, in addition to being the pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic Church in the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island, is fluent in three languages. How about that, Father? That's uh, that's excellent. Something, hopefully, that is not to be prideful about, but is uh, serving you well in humility, right? Uh, well, Father, yeah. we, uh, we've we got phone calls rolling in here, so uh, let's uh, go to Elaine, who's calling in from Sartell, Minnesota. Elaine, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Absolutely. Ahead, what have you, have what's a... your question, Elaine? My question is, pride is listed as a capital sin, is it always mortal, or when is it mortal, and when is it a venial sin, if ever? Oh, good question. Yeah, well, it's a great question, right? So it's obviously one of the seven deadly sins, but because it's a seven deadly sin, to have a mortal sin, we have to meet all those criteria. To have a mortal sin, again, great knowledge, freedom, choosing. So, so pride, again, is something that takes all kind of manifestations and form. So one of the seven deadly sins in our tradition, yes, but in order for someone to commit a mortal sin in any way, we have to meet all the criteria of a mortal sin. So again, pride is something and humility is something that every believer struggles with every day in little ways um, and hopefully not in really big ways. But again, we talked about that creep today at the top of the hour. So it's a great question, but it would be both and. So it can be a, obviously a, a mortal sin or a deadly sin in the tradition, but also um, certainly would be venial every day. We're hopefully trying to get more humble and through grace of God and grace of sacramental encounters with Jesus, um, overcoming uh, the sin of pride. So again, you know, I, I think uh, pride is something we should all probably confess uh, readily or at least more often than we do. If you haven't confessed that before, I think it's something to reflect on and, and to bring to the confessional venial or mortal, but but pride has the name we know. And again, it's it's not letting God be God in the center of our life. So 
we we all experience that in some way. So we we need to be aware of that. But great question. So it's it's uh, both and, not either or. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a good question, Elaine. Thank you for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, Father, I, I guess as I'm reflecting on your answer there, I'm just thinking, yeah, I wonder. And uh, uh, without obviously breaking the seal or giving too much away, but uh, you you do, I, I would imagine that uh, pride should make our list uh, as we're going to the confessional pretty regularly, right? From what I, from what you're saying? Yeah, I think it should be pretty commonly confessed. And I, I think it's one of the least confessed sins, you know, and people... Yeah. Well, often, you know, obviously, I think people go to the Sixth Commandment and, and their temptations towards lust a lot, and people will go towards jealousy and impatience and things like that. But the root of all those is really in pride. Somewhere there's pride underneath all of our sins from all the commandments. But I think it's once we understand it better and we confess it better, I think we'll be able to let the Holy Spirit have his way with us in a better way. And it comes to, I think, that, that other caller, you know, the person had the, that great retreat, that humble, honest retreat. I think just we need a humble, honest confession. And that's that's the greatest tool we have, I think, to sort of, if you will, unleash the Holy Spirit to give us humility. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's um, I think it's, it's both in, but it's something, again, for listeners, if you go to confession regularly or if you haven't been, hopefully you go from this program and not be afraid. But a real confession, like a good confession, give God everything and just let him touch every part of us that he wants to, to make whole, holy. And, and the result is humility, uh, just leaving the confessional with, with humility and gratitude, really just great joy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I will add my own to, to that, that. Yes, that's been when I make a good confession and, and go in with the the right, uh, the right penance or the penitence, and the right, uh, the right attitude, and come out. That's that's what I'm experiencing often: humility and gratitude. So it's a great mm. place to go. Uh, let's go back to the phones, Father. We've got Dustin who's calling in from Sacramento, California. Dustin, welcome to the Inner Life. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to say real quick that um, with God's help, uh, we're able to uh, learn to be humble and also. Um, Sympathetic towards homeless people because before then I was I was very prideful in money and having a hot roof over my head, but then I was homeless, ended up being homeless for a brief time, and from that I was able to become more sympathetic and humble. Hmm. What, how long were you homeless for? Uh, I was for about a uh, half a year, actually. Wow. Well, God bless you. And, but it's amazing even God used that experience, right, to kind of give you humility and, and a kind of a freedom to lean on God like that. So that's a that's a beautiful witness as well. And I think it reminds us, too, that all of our sufferings, when things don't go our way and we don't have even, you, you mentioned material things and material comforts and things, but even that's a gift of from God, right, whatever we have. And, and when you're homeless, even God providing for you with, by other people, other means, other people even helping you at that moment, it is Christ. So I, I think it's a great reminder to us that, that humility and joy and thankfulness come in every situation, but especially when things are difficult. Um, and obviously being homeless is not easy. Um, to, to, it's a big problem, big issue, but I, I think your witness is helpful to us to also remind all of us that Wherever wherever our our greatest sufferings is, our, our least planned circumstances are the places where this can actually happen even faster. So thank you for that. Mm, yes, thank you, Dustin. It's uh, it's a great a great way of of showing how even in our personal experiences the Lord is working with us, even when they're not uh, well, when they include a good amount of suffering and when they lead us uh, into places where we'd rather not go. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you for the phone call. 
Well, Father, in our closing minutes here, I wanted to go back to some of the practicalities of how we can continue to grow in humility, because sometimes, like with Dustin, the Lord provides these things, um, even if they're not um, they're not necessarily feel-good experiences, but um, they provide these things for helping us, like, again, Dustin, to grow in these virtues. But you had mentioned uh, gratitude, uh, you'd mentioned forgiveness, and re- more recently you'd mentioned making good confessions. Um, Any other practical tips to avoid pride and to grow in humility? Yeah, I think to even make an examination of conscience of all the things we've been successful at or effective at, um, our state in life, like anything that's really good in our life, anything that's gone our way, um, we should bring that to the Lord and, and give thanksgiving and realize, you know, again, attentively that all that is from Him. Everything we have is from him, and all of us, even even a homeless person, of course, can be grateful for support and love, and so too can someone who's maybe, you know, had a, had a hard experience in life or, you know, relationships and things like that. It's in those moments of darkness and things, but on the positive side, I really think a litany of thanksgiving around all that we have, all that we have had, and all the place we've experienced love and sustenance that I, I think it's a good precursor to getting into the pride, the weeds of pride and the weeds of humility, letting the Lord sow that in us. I think sort of just a great way to start is to just look over your life and take time, take time to mentally pray, maybe make a list. What are the top 25 things I need to thank God for in my life? And, and just bring those to prayer first and then ask the Holy Spirit, where am I experiencing pride? Where have I in life? Where can I be humble? How did you make me humble? You can almost make a retreat out of it, you know, and I think Thanksgiving's coming up, All Saints, All Souls Day. We're kind of asked to be a little bit sober next week and remember our mortality, our personal judgment, not to be afraid, but to be ready. And uh, maybe this program is part of our readying, readying ourselves uh, for that day that we'll all have one day. And uh, the greatest thing to do is to, to show up with Jesus and, and just be so filled with love and gratitude that uh, he recognizes himself in us in the ways in which which we try to do that, and certainly loving other people. And uh, my last plug, probably for forgiveness, I think, and that's still a great question. Are we a forgiving person? And if not, it's okay, but where's the roots of that obstinacy? Where's that coming from? And, and I think um, we have to be a bit malleable there, and that comes from humility and recognizing our own weaknesses at times and sins, and can help us be more patient and open to others and, and be more gentle. Uh, and be not judgmental, more loving of our brothers and sisters. So just encourage everybody. Don't be discouraged. Don't look at your life and feel despondent or far from humility. That's that's the enemy pointing fingers, and Jesus wants none of that. He wants us to let, let him draw close to us and, and know that he desires to be close to us. There's nothing we've done that makes him turn away, but in fact, just, just he just wants to be close. So let Praise God you experienced that today from the witnesses of our callers and in this conversation. Yeah, very good. Well, Father, uh, we've reached our last minute here, so could we ask for your blessing, please? Yeah, Heavenly Father, give us the grace of humility to recognize Christ as God, recognize Him in the host, in the tabernacle, in mercy, and also in ourselves and our baptism. Give us the grace to be humble that we are sons and daughters of God and saved by Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Marcel Tyone has been our spiritual director for this last hour. If you missed any part of the program, you can always find, you can listen on demand on the app. You can find us on relevantradio.com. And join us for the Family Rosary Across America at 7 p.m. Central tonight. Pray along with your brothers and sisters across the country and around the world. 
Indulgences is the subject on Monday when Josh returns to you. Coming up now, we have the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life. May God bless you.